and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Says he's feeling great. And if he's physically able to play in the All-Star game, he will. He added that uh, C.J. McCollum is also deserving to be an All-Star there as well. Try to get you some sound there as soon as I can, I promise. But either way, um, that is some other good news, too, uh, that I will pass along after I officially welcome you to the weekend. There it is, Rebecca Black letting you know you have officially reached the end of your work week. There it is. Um, I'm going to play also as well this segment. Richard Jefferson yesterday on NBA Today had uh, had shared his thoughts on load management. Players playing and not playing, taking their time back from things. We'll touch on that as well. Uh, as we've been talking about, obviously, the AFC NFC Championship game. What you got? Who do you have? Huh? Who you got? Any AFC and NFC Championship game. Also, our question of the day at ESPN Radio NOLA. What do you think Sean will do? Talk with Ross Jackson in hour number one. Kind of bo- broke it down to, essentially, looks like it's the Cardinals, huh? Or else. Cardinals or the Fox decks. And I think if I'm a Saints fan... Look, uh, back in the game, baby. Yesterday, I was playing the Titanic music. The old violin song, right, when it was uh, on its way down. Because we spent all season kind of taking solace, perhaps, in the, uh, you know, fact that when Mark Ingram ran out of bounds, there was a pick, there was anything. You at least thought you'd get a first round pick. <laughs> and, then you see, and you see the Panthers hired Frank Reich. And then you see the Broncos. Uh, maybe they like the Miko Ryan. A possible snag in the interview. Ownership, power struggle. Sean had to go to Twitter last night and say you couldn't be further from the truth. Colts didn't even ask the interview. Texans. I literally got to go Google the two names. Kellen Moore got has gotten more second interviews than Sean Payton. Kellen Moore doesn't even have the endorsement of his head coach. Like, I'm being dead serious. So, yeah, that's why yesterday I was like, that's it. That's it. We had, All you had as a Saints fan was the hopes of a first-round pick that Sean could bring you. 
Uncle Sean may not even be bringing you that. Because <laughs> if it is the Cardinals, they're not giving up that third pick overall. Right? So the best we can hope for is this year's second, which should be what? Three? Second and third pick in the second round. Maybe next year's first. You'd have to wait. But hey, look, as Ross Jackson said, two first round picks next year might be able to position you up to go get that quarterback of the future. Run it back, baby. Not just Mike McCarthy, but you're running it back with Andy. Run it. You know what? I want a quarterback competition. Taste. Andy, why not? So you win four games. Hey, a lot easier to move up from three to four <laughs> in the draft. The middle of the pack, but oh, Mickey Loomis says we're, we're closer than further away. Oh, man. What if this team does throw out a hundred mil assets? Draft picks, Derek Carr, all that. Look, this Aaron Rodgers thing is kind of an... Okay, I got to shut this off. Seriously, all right, enough. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, if it if it does come to fruition, what do you... um That that Rodgers goes to the Jets, Jimmy G was tied there. If Brock Purdy wins, you want to talk about variables and what happens if Sean takes the job or not. How about the variables of what happens with these quarterbacks? If Brock Purdy wins, goes to the Super Bowl, what do they do in San Francisco? Who are they trading? Is it Trey Lance? Do they try to keep Jimmy G, let him go off into the sunset? Most people think he'd be going get him. He's injured. Did they start him in the Super Bowl? Derek Carr. He's going to have his choice. He has a no-trade clause. Can you lure him over here? It's going to cost you 100 mil plus. It'll tell you where the team thinks they are. And I've just been saying to you, I'm just, I'm just asking you. I mean, what do you see? What do you see when you watch this team? Are they better than the Niners? Are they better than the Eagles? Are they better than Mar- Marlins Dallas Cowboys? Are they better than some of those teams? I mean, if you think that you're just a better injury free season, better quarterback play. Defense gets the guys that they should have started to start sooner. I mean, I, I, okay. I guess you can make that argument. Just a lot of ifs in that scenario. A lot of ifs, right? And again, as I mentioned, with the Sean Payne thing, what's interesting to me about all of this is again, Kellen Moore has more second interviews than Sean Payton. I'm not trying to make a mountain out of that. I'm just, I'm just saying that's factual. This was Mike McCarthy on Kellen Moore. I really don't want to play this game today. Kellen Moore and just like the rest of the coaches will be evaluated. Every coach will be evaluated. The evaluation just, it takes more one day. There we go. Got to evaluate him. <laughs> he's interviewing for a head coach. Well, we have to evaluate him. I don't know if he's back yet. I'm not doing this game today. Alright. So is what it is when it comes to it, right? Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three as we like to chime into the conversation here. What do you think? Does he go back to Fox? Does he play or not? Uh with the Cardinals in terms of the coach? 
there enough? I think if you're Mickey, you take, if he gets offered a job, Sean should take it. I'm being serious. I don't, I don't think the coaching search and everything has gone the way he thought as well. And it could be a lot behind the scenes that we don't know as well that's going on, right? Let's be honest. So I don't know, but just trying to kind of speculate and look at it from what we have as much as we have. As we mentioned, Pelicans, after practice, uh, Zion spoke today about being selected as a Western Conference NBA All-Star starter. I do want to play this. This is Richard Jefferson about load management. I saw Fletcher retweet this earlier today. And if you didn't catch it, I don't know. Might interest you. I don't understand. what We want you to do what's been done over the course of the history of the game of basketball. Like, we've sat there, and I was fortunate to come in in 2001. And when I tell you that we there was one trainer... There wasn't, an, there wasn't a traveling masseuse. There wasn't game readies. There weren't all of the amenities. You didn't have cold tubs. You didn't have hot tubs. You didn't have all of the amenities. And the only thing that has led, we have now teams that are paying millions of dollars to sports science. And they're like, oh, the game of basketball is tough. Let me tell you why. And for all the people that want to go through and look at numbers, you can look at how many games I played over the course of my career and what my numbers were. Let me tell you about why it was important to me, because that's all I'm going to say. My parents, I didn't come from very much. And for Christmas, my parents got me a ticket to go watch the uh, the San Antonio Spurs because David Robinson was my favorite player. One ticket. My dad, who worked security and scrubbed floors and did all that stuff, he dropped me off at the game, gave me five bucks, and I went in there by myself because my family couldn't afford to come to the game. So they knew that I loved basketball. And I was the youngest of three boys, but that was my thing. So they paid one ticket. And I sat in there. My dad went to a bar and watched the game and then came back and picked me up when the game was over. So it's like every day that I stepped on the floor, I remember my father. I remember having one ticket and being there and all the families and all the people that were probably just like me. If David Robinson wouldn't have played in that game, like I get emotional thinking about it because I got to stand next to him in game six of the NBA finals when he was about to go off into the sunset and tell him that he was my favorite player growing up. So I take that responsibility and say, wait, we can't just gloss over this. And I blame the teams. I blame the training staffs because the players in this generation are doing more of what they are told than going out there and leaving it all out on the floor. Because we as NBA fans, not just the fans in that building, you want to sit there and talk about uh, uh, MVP? Then go against Giannis. Be tired and go against Giannis. Mm. And I'm not saying that Jokic is notoriously known for playing in all the games. But that's one that as a team, as a franchise for Jokic, for everyone – you should have looked at and said, we need to manage before or we need to manage afterwards. You're going to go against one of the best players in this league, and that's the way it should be looked at. The reason I wanted to play that was because he played against the Pelicans, and, yeah, he made a difference. And he didn't play against the Bucs, you know, the graph during the game on Wednesday. said, imagine that uh, the Joker didn't play against Milwaukee. Now, look, I can see it from two standpoints there. A, he had hamstring soreness. You could say it was a way to say he was injured or not. Give him a day rest before the Pelicans. And the Pelicans are a Western Conference team. If I had to choose, you're sitting against the Eastern Conference team that has no bearings on my standings. I know win-loss does, but I'm saying the Pels had already beaten Denver. I would have played them against us and not Milwaukee. So I get it. But, look, it's a big topic, obviously, about I don't- what do you do? You know, with players and resting them and getting them ready. Look, Brandon Ingram said 
the, what, the day or two before he played on Wednesday, on Monday before Wednesday, he said, you know, at least I'll be fresher. You know, he hadn't played in two months. I, I'm not saying that he chose to do that. It's just, you look at some of the the benefits of not having gone there. I mean, obviously, three weeks, you had another two weeks evaluation. The pounding that Zion would have normally taken the last couple of weeks, I mean, in theory, if I have to look at a positive, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson will be fresher post-All-Star break than most of the stars they're going to have to be competing against and things of that nature. And again, the injuries matter. They matter in the standings. They matter no matter everywhere else. Um, Steven Adams, I mentioned this earlier, he is injured. And three to five weeks for him, PCL. I don't think coincidentally... The Memphis Grizzlies have now lost four in a row. Right? I'm just it matters to have to have your starters in there. So the fact the Pels are still in fourth tells you they are a deep team. It's got to get them healthy, and more importantly, got to snap the six game losing streak. To the phone lines we go. Uh, Cajun Goat, how are you, sir? All right, buddy. I'm doing great. Uh, I think you know uh, he brings up a great point and everything. But imagine if you load manage Zion instead of making him stress himself to coming back off a season that he didn't play, would he have the hamstring problem? Because I thought I thought Zion was playing a lot of minutes, a lot of rough ball, and I think that's why he pulled the hammy, you know, because he hasn't played in a year. You know what I'm saying, Gus? And I think the team losing has a little bit to do with a fatigue wall, too, uh, not finishing in the fourth quarter. Agree. Stuff like that. I think this yeah. team is hitting a fatigue wall. But there's some guys, like even C.J. McCullum, the mistakes in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think C.J.'s taking on a lot right now. Yeah, mental fatigue, physical fatigue. I agree. breakdown. Yeah. You know, uh, so, yeah, it's a long season. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, you know, these guys are not made maybe like the guys back in the day. But that's a smart thing to do is to low manage the guy. I wouldn't even mind C.J. sitting out uh, a couple games, you know, just to – look when he came back fresh, Gus. I mean, he was tremendous when he had that little break. Well, and look, and look. Here's the thing, Cajun Goat. To the argument of what RJ was saying, look, I, I, I get it, and he's right. You know, some of those players did play like that, but you know, it's kind of like the the concussion thing, right? I mean, the more knowledge you know, the better you can take care of your bodies, and and understanding that massaging and you know having a better diet and having chefs and doing those things. Well, a if if it proves to be better and help you, why wouldn't you do it? B, you are more afforded to be able to do it. And, and C, players cost more. Period. So the, the players that are choosing to load manage, they're more valuable. I mean, it just are. If Michael Jordan cost $30 million back in the day, which would probably be the equivalent today of what LeBron is, right? $50, 60000000 million. Hey, I want that guy ready and healthy for the postseason. I, I mean, I, 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 I can see it. I can understand that because players cost more. You have to have three to four max players if you want to win a championship. All I, I saw, I remember the stat at the end of the finals last year. I think the last four or five NBA champions all have been in the luxury tax. So, I mean, it, it, it costs more. You know, so I think that's part of it too. I, I, yeah. I agree with you, Gus. And, yeah. and we were a better, we were. A, you could just look at it as just small things, Gus, that I look at that I can tell that this team is fatigued. Number one, the beginning of the season when we were fresh, 
we were better at the free throw line. We were actually better than we were the year before at the free throw line. Now, you always see the free throws coming up short. And you can see it in the way they shoot the ball, the way their arms look like they're, I don't know, like a, 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 punch, a, a punched out uh, boxer. You know, like their arms are like sagging and they don't have their form. And they, you know, it, it's just people don't understand. You're running up and down that court. And these back-to-backs, if the NBA wants to stop it, get rid of the back-to-backs, man. I, There's no yeah. reason a team should have to go play a back-to-back and then come back in the middle of the week again and play another back-to-back. Uh, Cajun Goat, then add, add, add another one. Yeah, they're, they're, we have three before the All-Star break because that one, when we come back home, Pelicans take on the Lakers, Pelicans take on the Kings Saturday, Sunday. At least it's at home. But those, two, you think those two games don't matter? Um, look, and, exactly. and to your point, look, Steve Kerr said this, and I got to go in here in a minute, but he said he's advocating and he will always advocate and try to push to make it to 72 games. And that way you can spread it out. Same time frame, but spread it out and then it would eliminate those back to backs. I think the other things that are hard, if you could do a back to back at home, they're easier. But like you look at the back to backs of this team's had to do where you play one game at home like you're going to do this week. You're playing Washington and you have to go play Milwaukee on Sunday on the road. So, you know, you're, you're getting in at one, two o'clock in the morning and I get it's a five star and I get it's a charter. It's sleep is sleep. Sleep don't care how much money you got. Rest don't care how much money you got. I mean, it, I mean the body yeah, is the body. Exactly. So. Thank you, bud. Have a good weekend, man. Don't take that into consideration. You're right, Gus. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Marlon Favre right next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. I never write reviews, but Navage is so amazing, I had to leave one. Nothing's ever cleared out my sinuses as well. I'm blown away by how Navage works. That's a review from Carrie, and it's one of over a 100,000 online testimonials praising Navage. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I've talked about flushing out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs. How Navage's powered suction can help you breathe better, and how your nose is the body's air filter, and Navage will clean it out. But don't take my word for it. What do people like Chad say, who wrote, Navaj has helped clear out my nasal passages every single night. My wife says my snoring has gone way down. Snorefest be gone, unquote. Navaj is the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million customers to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Oh, oh, big 
talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Okay, we're bottling favor right here in a little bit here, hopefully this segment. Leo Haggerty, bottom of the hour. Phone lines still remain open. As Marlon says, he'll be calling us here now. So, buddy, be on the lookout for that. Again, Mark Spears in town covering the Pels here as well, says Zion's telling him, and he said after practice he's feeling great, and if he's physically able to play in the All-Star game, he will. I love hearing that he's feeling great. That means get back before the All-Star break. I would love to see you, Zion, especially that um that home stand here. But the two-week time frame of a reevaluation is inside of that. So unless the team goes inside of that, he's going to miss the two home games here against the Kings and Lakers. But maybe he can be back before the All-Star game that weekend as the Pels would take on the Lakers and OKC in the two games before the All-Star break. It's on the road. So it'd be nice to see that here as well. Also, Willie Green saying Brandon Ingram felt great after playing on Wednesday. Quote, his response was a normal response from coming back from a toe injury. Hopefully his minutes will go up the next game. We look forward to him getting back on the floor. So that is a good, good thing. Marlon Favorite at Big Fave 504. Sorry to follow on Twitter. Sir, how are you? Happy Friday, Gus. All is well, my brother. Just uh, enjoying uh, beautiful weather. It started off a little cold in the morning, but, you know, mm-hmm. I love that. Um I like I like it like this though, man. It warms up in the day. It's chilly in the morning and at night. I, I, to me, I just I'd rather live like this, dude, in a hundred degrees. I just I, I am not a guy that that loves to eat like that, man. But uh, that said, dude, uh, how how hot is the Dallas Cowboy coaching staff, man? He basically blew out everybody there. Mike McCarthy even saying that uh, Kellen Moore. Everybody's getting evaluated. Although Kellen Moore was a finalist for the Panthers head coaching job. What's going on over there, Jerry's World, man? Tell me. It's all over the place. They, they, they <laughs> sent his man Quinn back to where he, where he belongs back in Dallas. And Kellen Moore, like you mentioned, he did make it to a second interview. Uh, but it, it just didn't really uh, – I, I, Gus, to be honest with you, I don't understand that Carolina hire at all. I mean, I do understand it from the standpoint of, hey, this was the first – quarterback this organization has ever you know had uh but you look at his record it just didn't make any sense but it's a lot going on over there uh you, you have i heard this on a blog that uh that that Dak prescott girlfriend broke up with him and uh the reason she broke up with him because she knew she would never get a ring so oh. like it, you know, it, it, it's just the thing that's a, that's a post dallas it's crazy how this team still carries the media and it's the main conversation and it's like Joe Burrows out there. You've got this this whole deal with Patrick Mahomes playing on one leg, but hey, yeah, Jerry World is number one in the news, but uh number one in their hearts, but unfortunately won't be number one in the NFL. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um Oh man You know, I just that, that's why I never saw Sean going there. It, it just, it's tiring. Like, it's tiring from my perspective. I couldn't imagine coaching on that team or even being in that locker room's perspective, you know? I mean, it, it, it would get to me uh, on that aspect. Anyway, let's get to the games, man, this weekend because we, I, I think we have a, a chance to have two really good conference title games. First and foremost, I think the four teams we're seeing are among the four, if not the top two in each conference. Would you say that? 
that's safe. I think that's safe. You look at the Eagles, Gus, and, and what they were able to accomplish this year and staying at the top tier. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, whether it's a bum ankle or not, or I'm good to go, he, he, they're still up there. The 49ers, top defense. You know, yeah, yeah, that, this is this is pretty accurate. Joe Burrow, this is a team that, that really gets hot around this time of the year, so it's pretty accurate. All right, so let's start in the – AFC, since you brought up Burrow here as well, um, man, have you had a high a high ankle sprain? Let's start there. I did, and I actually wore Tom Brady's cleat. Uh, shout out to uh, Jack Marucci and my my buddy Andy. Right? Yeah, no, New England sent me a pair of cleats. I had some blue. That's why, if you go look at my old LSU pictures, let's say from '07, I have on white and blue cleats, but I taped it up to where you don't see the blue. Okay. Because um, I didn't want to get in trouble with Nike. So uh, <laughs> I say all that to say, yes, I did. It is a pain in the you-know-hello. It is a pain in the – you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's annoying. Because, see, when it's a low ankle sprain, you can ice it, you know, miss maybe months, Sunday's run, Monday's practice. You'll be back in at least shells on Tuesday. With a high ankle sprain, Gus, I miss games for this high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. I had two high ankle sprains. I, it's an annoying injury. It isn't as taxing and, and as detrimental of an ACL or an Achilles, but sure. it is annoying. Okay? It, it's no joke. One of the things that you did see when Pat Mahomes came back into the game, I mean, out of the pocket, look, when you got a guy like Kelsey that you can just, uh, you know, you can hit all the time, that does help. Uh, Clyde Orzelaire, all of those guys that you've been able to, to, I guess, to use that offense. I mean, look. You're not the number one offense in the NFL for nothing. And I don't think it's because every single play is running around and scrambling, right? So I think it's almost like a a miscalculation to say, well, they're not going to be as talented because he can't run. I mean, he didn't run every play on the offense. They're the number one offense in the league. He didn't, Gus. They have a system. Um, um, Eric, uh, Coach Eric Bieniemy and, and Coach Andy Dalton has a system that works. And I think a solid helper – for that team with the Astros of Tyreek Hill was uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. J- just to, uh, to apply that that extra deep threat, and they have the speed on that on that roster, but they were able to sustain because of for one Patrick Mahomes crazy passes. Uh, Travis Travis Kelsey, you mentioned that, but I think a, a solid helper to that to that offense is Schuster, and, and it has more not just do with. His playmaking ability, but his experience and having experience of being a, a number one receiver before and uh, being a, amongst the elite receivers in our league. Um, when you look at, I guess it's easy to look at these, this game and think of the quarterbacks, think the offensive weapons, Kelsey, Chase, things of that nature. But what about the defenses, man? Because that that's going to be the difference here, right? I mean, the Bengals defense, they, they gave Josh Allen fits and – you saw their run last year to the Super Bowl. They were a pretty good defense. They do. They. I mean, you, you look at – I know Saints fans really don't like to hear this. Uh, you look at Trey Henderson and what he's able to apply. Uh, you look at what they've done in the red zone here in the playoffs. They're, they're a good defense. I mean, I, this is another relief for the Saints fans. Eli Apple could be toast from time to time, uh, but he does still have that veteran presence in that, in that secondary. And, and they, the way they coordinated, you know, Zach uh, Taylor and his staff, they, they, they put it in a way to where they could sustain. And then they have a high-powered offense. So when you have a high-powered offense, 
with a defense that has playmakers on, on three levels, you, you can uh, you make, make it as you see they're, they're about to play in this championship weekend. So when you look at this game, what do you think it boils down to and who do you like? I like I still like the Bengals. Uh, it does have a little bit to do with Mahomes and his uh, ankle sprain. I think it's a it's a more competitive game. That's a deal. I mean, and the reason I say that, Gus, I'll give a little more uh, content. The reason I say that in the game plan is not like they're going at his ankle or his leg, but it, it's so many things you could do from a mobility standpoint uh, at, at, when you do have an, uh, an an aggravating injury such as that. So I, I mm-hmm. think. The Bengals do uh, make it happen. Uh, to the NFC, we go. This legit is a defense that went a streak, including the Saints, where they didn't give up points in the fourth quarter. Was it four or five straight games or something like that? And you got an Eagles offense that you know they're running. It doesn't matter. They 200 yards rushing. Jalen Hurts can put up 100 yards himself on the ground. That RPO, you know what's coming. So this is kind of strength versus strength there, huh? It is, Gus, and you start looking at the guys on this Eagle roster. Uh, would they have in a receiving core with uh, A.J. Brown and and, uh, and Devontae Smith? A, a, a healthier, let me put it on an R on the end of it, uh, Jalen Hurst, arguably one of the better quarterbacks in our league this year. You know, you got to mention Burrow and those guys as well. And then you look on the defensive side of the ball, go to my neck of the woods on the D-line, you have guys like Brandon Graham, who, who was my teammate at Philly, so to get, let you know he's a double-digit uh, veteran on that line, can still make plays along with Josh Sweat and, and uh, Fletcher Cox and and, 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 uh, and, and Joseph and, and those guys up front. They have it. And then on, you look at the secondary with Darius Slate and uh, T.J. Gardner-Johnson and what they're able to do on the back end. So I, I just think, you look at this Philly team, and, and you look at the 49ers. Now, I'm not saying this because they, 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 they barely. I mean, it was, it was a smidgen. It, it, it barely happened. Mm-hmm. Beat, beat the Cowboys last week. <laughs> beat the Cowboys last week. You have to respect their defense. <laughs> they have a top their defense. <laughs> so okay. you have to put that in. Uh, Nick Bosa and those guys are, are just monsters up front. But, you know, go ahead and ask me the question, Gus. I know it's coming. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what the question. I just want to know who wins. That's it. That's all I'm asking. That's actually that's the question. Yeah. I'm taking the, uh, the the Eagles. That was go ahead and ask me the question. Who you got? Uh, I know it is not. It's not. It's not leaning towards the Eagles because I played for them before, or uh, the the fact that the 49ers beat the Cowboys. It don't have anything to do with that. I just think you have two elite defenses, but when it comes down to the quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts will be able to carry his team onto the Super Bowl. So. I'm going on with Motown Philly back again. Come on, it's Friday music, Gus. Look, man, um, I I think all season long, dude, they've been the best team. And and I think one of the things that you look at, whether or not a guy can or a team can kind of um, finish the job or do whatever, look, you can have a bad day passing, pass protection, things of that nature. Marlon, when you can play defense like the Eagles do, I mean, they intimidate me watching the game sometimes, just like the Niners do, that environment. But when you can run, you can run. Like if you're if you're if you can run block, and you've done that all season, 
Like, it, it, it would be really hard to all of a sudden have a bad game run blocking. Like, five people would have to. You get what I'm getting at? Like, if you were a pass-happy team, the, the, the other team could come in with, with a game plan or a blitz package or Lyman gets hurt. Like, there's a lot of variables that can affect the success of a passing team. We saw it with the Saints, only one Super Bowl. Like, it, we saw teams be able to stop that. When they run the football on you, it's, it's hard to stop. I mean, that, that's 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 why I just think the Eagles have been good all season, and I think the Eagles can win this game. Yeah, they're going to win it. And, and, and I'll tell you this. When you have guys like Jason Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson, these are elite blockers. And not to mention a tight end like Dallas Goddard. So they have all the appropriate weapons on the front half of that offense on that line in the tight end game. To, when it comes down to run and short catch and play action, it's, it's, it's the Eagles. The only team that the Eagles really struggled with like that this year was the Cowboys. Like, think about it. So the last <laughs> Yep, there he goes. As always, man, appreciate the there time. Mar- Marlon favorite That big pay 504 is a way to follow on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Hello, somebody. The there he is. All right, man. Uh, when we take a break and we come back, Leo Haggerty. We'll hear from him next on ESPN New Orleans. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. In the seventh inning. Let me guess. You lost Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi went out the Wi-Fi in the apartment. Always goes out. You know what it is? They're doing. They're they're renovating the outside of the building, and so like it's interfering. I think with the Wi-Fi. Anyway, so I'm quickly scrambling. I got to find out what's going. So I take out the trusty app. I hear my own voice saying, "Go to ESPN app and listen." And and uh, and sure enough, there it is. One, two, three, boom! I got the radio call. Okay. Eduardo Perez on the radio call. You remember your own instructions. Yes, I did, but it doesn't say listen live. I keep saying on the air, it says live radio. You gotta scroll, more scroll down to live radio. I like listening on the radios. Oh, that's what it says right there. Buy a new building and get new Wi-Fi. Can I I tell you, that's what it says right there on the screen. Live radio. Jay, I only have one eye. (laughs) Oh, now. I only have one leg. You don't see me use that as a complaint. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. We hear from Mr. Leo Haggerty. Sir, how are you this fine Friday over in Tampa, man? What, is, it, is it nice and chilly like it is over here? 
No, not all. It's below 60. But, uh, hey, Gus, I appreciate you holding the Jimmy V Foundation commercial till right before my segment. I appreciate that. There it is, man. You can thank Buddy for that, sir. Um, I, let, let, we're going to get to the games, but obviously we got to talk about your team, the Bucks that you cover, and then also the Sean Payton situation here, what's going on in Denver. Very odd. But what's the latest over there? Mike LaFleur being hired as an OC with the Rams. Um, I think that's the only real OC that's been hired of teams that are looking for offensive coordinators. Where are the Bucks right now? Well, they've interviewed a bunch of people, and uh, there's still uh, no contract offer, nothing of, of that nature. Uh, it's it, uh, becoming rather interesting out there to see where they're going. Uh, they talk about the, I think it was Jim Bob Cooter uh, was interviewed and they, they talked about interviewing uh, Kenan McCardell and, uh, but nobody really knocked your socks off, so to speak. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, I think they're kind of throwing spaghetti on the wall and see what'll stick. Oh boy. That, that doesn't sound like a good plan <laughs> when it comes to that. No, um, not, not really. That's for sure. So over here, one of the discussions too, it's like, you still are uncertain at quarterback, which I think hinders you being able to get that up and coming offensive coordinator or even a, a veteran offensive coordinator. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, plus it's very similar with the head coaching situation there. Like is Todd Bowles locked in for the next year or two, three years or kind of like Dennis Allen here? Is there a lot of belief where how safe and secure is he? Cause that also hinders people deciding to take the job, huh? It's a very short leash over here. I think it's one year. They, they, they got to improve. And Gus, you hit the nail on the head. If I'm the offensive coordinator, and I'm applying for the job. My question is, who's quarterback? And they don't have an answer now. I, I'm about ninety percent sure it is not Tom Brady. He's going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the team needs to move on from him because you don't have that offensive line that can protect a non-mobile quarterback. I don't think anybody does, to be perfectly honest with you. And uh, I think it's time to move on. But how do you move on? Where do you go? Do you trade? Do you draft? Do you uh, give the, the job to the guy that's there? Do you, do you take a look at Trask? What's going on? There are so many question marks just around quarterback, Gus, that'll make your your, your mind spin. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I, I, I figured around here as well, which is maybe why they decide to kind of stand pat this year and just kind of see where they go moving forward. Um, as far as Sean Payton goes, let's start in Denver because – they were really the first team that sort of said, "Hey, we're willing. We, we get us the first round pick. I got no problem with that. Owners, rich owners, hey, we got no problem with that." But it seems like maybe not everybody's on the same page there. First, that report comes out yesterday that, "Hey, um, they, they could have been a, a snag in the interview process that Sean maybe didn't get along with somebody." And then Sean tweets, "I couldn't be further from the truth." But that's not getting out there. By accident, is it Leo, right? I mean, somebody in that organization maybe prefers to be Ryan to Sean Payton. Maybe doesn't like Sean Payton. That doesn't get out there if it's not meant to get out there. You're exactly right. It's called CYA, right, Gus? Cover your six. 
and and that's what Denver's doing. They uh, there's somebody there, and again, Sean doesn't rub everybody the right way. He's a very confident individual. He's got to be coaching the NFL. But I think Sean Payton, after the interview, sat down and said, "Wait a second, I got to play Kansas City twice. Mm-hmm. I got to play Chargers twice. That's four losses right now, and then I got to play Las Vegas. So I'm one in five at best." in the division. It's not the way I want to start. So he, he may be shying away from it, too. Yeah. I, I It's interesting, right? Look, when you look at Colts, he hadn't even been mentioned there. The Texans, maybe they're waiting to see, but I mean, their candidates aren't really like blowing anybody's doors off or anything from that nature, and they have a ton of draft assets and everything. So, I, I don't know. I, I Do I look into a lot of what took place yesterday where Sean Payton spent all day over there with the Cardinals, went to dinner with the Cardinals owner. Do, do I look into that as that's the only spot right now for him? It, it all depends on what Sean Payton's mentality is. Does he want to start from scratch? And that's what Houston would be. With a lot of draft picks, a lot of young talent, where do you want to go? you got a quarterback, albeit he's coming off an injury. But you got a guy who can run your offense. He's very mobile. He's, he's very accurate. The question is, do you want to go and face the 49ers twice? Do you want to face the adults? It's, it's really the two jobs he's looking at. It's the toughest divisions in the NFL right now. It's crazy. But the, question, the biggest question is, how much does Sean Payton want to coach next year? Because if he waits another year, there'll be some really good jobs opening up, I think. Really? Because that's what I was going to say. I, I'm almost like, if I'm him, I, I take what's offered. Or do you or do you think waiting benefits him at all? Because maybe that money isn't where it is, right? 20 and 25 and, and the draft compensation. Because I do think that's a hindrance, right? I mean, I mean, some people have to decide whether or not he's worth all of that. Do you think all of that goes down next year? I, I think it does because all of a sudden now it's it's not as bad a hit, and you're looking at teams like maybe the Bucks. You're looking at teams. Uh, maybe you're looking at Seattle. You know, the, I, I think basically he saved his job this year with the the year he had, and you're looking at the Jets. Maybe it, it, there's a lot of teams right now. And Miami is in such disarray. You know, they're talking about Brady going down there. You got Tua. You got, I mean, what's going on down there? It, it's kind of like uh, uh, the, the inmates are running the asylum. So it, it, I think Sean has to be creative. He has to look around and say, okay, is this my best bet for the future? Mm-hmm. And again, he doesn't want to bury himself in a situation where he can't win the next two or three years because that, that'll that kill. I may ask you this next week because there may not be a decision, but if we were to find out something by Sunday, best guess, is he the Cards head coach by Sunday? Cards, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I think, and, and again, the funny thing is the Biddle family has always kept that money close to the vest, so I, I don't. I think if he takes a job, it'll be the Cardinals before next Sunday. Yes. 
Okay. All right, let's get to the games, man. AFC, that's the first game on deck. Chiefs and Bengals, who do you like and why? You know what, Gus? I want your listeners to watch this game. Kansas City does the best job of running what we call combo crossing routes. If you have a single high safety, and again, when you're looking at your TV, if you see one guy in the middle of the field back about 18 yards, single high, they will run a crossing route in front of his face. They will bring a shorter route, which is generally Kelsey, on a medium cross, and the safety's got to make a decision. Do you take that deep route or do you come up on Kelsey? And whichever way it is, it's wrong. I don't think, especially after what happened last year, where Kansas City had the game in the bag and Cincinnati shut them down the second half, I think unless Mahomes can't go, if he gets hurt, unless he can't go, I think Kansas City wins, but I think it's another close one, Gus. I think it's 27-20. All right, to the NFC we go. You got a defense that can stop anybody and everybody. They went, what, four or five games stretch and give up a point in the fourth quarter. You got an offense that can run on anybody. And I think Jalen Hurts is your MVP this year. And I think at the end of the day, quarterback's going to matter. I know what Brock Purdy's done. But at some point in time, you got to imagine a quarterback's going to have to make a play. And right now, I think Jalen Hurts can as opposed to Brock's. I, I, I'm going Eagles on this one. What about you? I am too, Gus, and here's why. Two things you want to be able to do. Whoever runs the football the best and whoever keeps their quarterback upright the best will be the winner of this football game. Yes, the 49ers have a great defense. The Eagles aren't bad. They're pretty good, too, on defense. But what the Eagles do the best is they run the football and their quarterback is part of that running game. Now, again, I'm hoping Hurts learns how to slide because he can't keep taking all these hits. But again, you got to go into Philly, San Francisco, and you got to try to win in front of those Philadelphia Eagles fans. Ooh, that's worth at least seven, maybe ten points. Gus, I got Philly twenty-four twenty-one with a late field goal. Ooh, both games going down there towards the end, man. Leo, as always, appreciate the time. Let's see what happens with Sean over the weekend. We'll see what these games Gus. do. We speak next weekend. We'll we'll have a Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, and we'll uh, have some fun with it. And, hey, how about those uh, Pelicans? They're in fourth place in the West. That's that's a home game, man. (laughs) I like to see them snap that losing streak. (laughs) That's for sure. But, yes, you're right. You bring up the good point. Still in fourth. I like how Leo thinks. Always look at the bright side of things. Good job, Leo. Uh, We'll come back. You too, man. Uh, We'll put a bow on the show. It's the Sports Angle in ESPN New Orleans. You know how important it is to keep your vehicle running at its best? Calvin Braxton Service Department wants to help you make sure that it does. Their service department is offering this special on tires. Buy four Michelin tires and get free road hazard and get a $70 mail-in rebate until January 31st. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Don't forget, this offer is good until January 31st. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. 
Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Obviously, we got plenty of time. We'll talk a little bit more about this as the days go on and on and on. And get closer to March and then eventually the draft and all that, but... With these mock drafts, uh, John Sigler, Saints Wire, posted out there. There's a mock draft out there that have the Saints in the second round. Going with Tuli Tuerpoloto, the USC Trojans pass rusher, as the heir apparent and replacement for Cam Jordan there over on the left defensive end. Look, you know how I feel about this. We've been saying this, and it's going to be a tired, broken record for me in the next couple of weeks. I would invest whatever draft capital I have and whatever cash capital I have, and just try to build my line. Both sides. Depth, starters, whatever. Go at it almost like Brian Kelly does the quarterback room at LSU. Or college coaches do now, right? They may have great players, starters, five stars, and all they do is go and recruit more. You know, you can say, well, the Saints have Ram check and all that. That's fine. Great. Keep at it. I got competition. I mean, again, I, I am all down for the guys that you have on that offensive line, but Trevor Penning's going through a second foot surgery. But if he's healthy and he goes, you saw some potential. You saw what he can do at left tackle. But... Left guard play, whether it's now or the future, you can upgrade or, or move on. I, I like your center, but I just I just look at honestly, best offensive lineman, best defensive lineman available at some of these picks, and, and then have then somebody in a room has to tell me, okay, but this player is better than that player. But like when I get close to and the Saints select or the Saints are on the clock. I'm legitimately this season, I'm looking at offensive and defensive line on that board. Who's the best offensive and defensive line? Where are they value-wise? Are they good? This team's got to build. They have some serious question marks there. They really do. And listen to what I've been saying or asking our callers or our guests today in reference to speaking about the AFC and NFC Championship games. The line. Can you stop the run? Can you, can you run? Can you, 
protect the passers, all that, right? I mean, how important is it? Cincinnati got ruled out two offensive linemen for the championship game again. Joe, thanks for giving us a call, man. What you got? Hello, sir. Hello, you're on the air, bud. Hello. Yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah, man. This is Drunk Willie Green right here. <laughs> I called you a few weeks ago, and okay. uh, it's time to put Herb on the bench and let him be a six-seven man because he's stopping nobody and he's a liability on offense. Think about that. I I think when you hear Willie Green after the game specifically say that part of Herb's problem this year is the inconsistency to be on the court and just play, whether it's injuries or fouls. And I think because of what he did last year, the quote-unquote leash is going to be a lot longer with him than it's going to be for a lot of the other players. I mean, look, if Jackson Hayes and Devontae Graham were still seeing minutes and those guys are hit and miss, Herb Jones is going to be given every single opportunity to do so. Now, it may... Give some validity to what you just said if Dyson Daniels wasn't injured. The fact that he has an ankle injury and is going to be out for a little bit, who, who you're replacing him with in terms of what he does. Now, his lack of offensive production, when you don't have offensive people, I, I can get that, but I, I just, by what and how Willie Green speaks about him, I don't see him coming off the bench right now. You know, because uh, even though Dyson is hurting, I even will put Najee in the starting lineup. Let Herb just sit and, uh, and, and observe and see what's going on. Because well, he's stopping no one, he's fouling, and yeah. he can't he can't hit anything. Look, you're you know, so. you 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 bring up something we've brought up on the broadcast and we brought up here on the show, man. He's me and Ollie talked about it this week. You know, when I asked him, what, should I start Dyson Daniels over? You know, Herb Jones and then he gets injured, but because we talked about earlier this week, um, it, it is something that you wonder what goes through his mind as the season progresses here. If he continues to struggle and he's getting the minutes on the court and all that, and you need offense. I think with Zion and BI on, you don't need it as much. When they're not on the court, you need it even more. Thank you for the phone call. We've reached the end of our show. Matt Moscona, after further review, is up. Pelicans do play tomorrow and Sunday, so Monday we'll talk about a pair of games. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's been the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.